Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Paranormal Peeps podcast. Um, I am your host, Josh. And uh, with me, I have my lovely wife, Jamie. And uh, we have a wonderful guest uh, for you guys today. Um, we have Cynthia uh, from True Hauntings and Paranormal Stories. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, so before we get into uh, your kind of your haunted uh, story a little bit, tell us uh, a little bit why you got into uh, podcasting and, and kind of telling ghost stories out there. Sure. Um, actually, it's true hauntings and scary stories. Oh, that's my bad. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. <laughs> And, um, gosh, I started with a blog that is just truehauntings.com in actually January 1st, 2020 was when I uh, launched the blog and then, um, that went really well. So I published a book of short, scary stories and that went pretty well. So then followers started telling me, Hey, you should start a podcast. And I was like, no, my voice is dumb. But then (laughs) I finally got over that and went ahead and launched it and it took off and I am still trucking right along. So awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So what, uh, so it sounds like you grew up in kind of a haunted uh, house uh, or at least as we would call it a a active house. Um, So tell us a little bit about kind of how that was growing up like that. Sure. Um, goodness, I, I think most of my family have their own stories about things that in the house, my grandparents bought it before I was born. And, um, and then my grandmother, I call her nanny, my mom wrote a book about the house, the family that lived there before them, the family that supposedly haunts it. And I can't tell you any details. I can't tell you the names of the people in the house or her name or the book, the name of the book, because when my grandmother wrote it, she included her actual address of the house Oh, geez. in the book. Oh no. <laughs> you could literally Google search the name of that book and instantly know where her house is. Oh, wow. So, and it's still privately owned. Uh, my uncle and asked, uh, they both passed. So yeah, that's, uh, it's been in my family since before me. Um, my first paranormal experience that I can recall happened in that house. I want to say I was like maybe six ish and I was playing hide and seek and I was in this great hiding spot, um, right next to the second floor cause the house was being refurbished. So I was climbed up the big grand stairway and I was laying on the top stair Um, right up against like this wooden board that my grandpa had built to block off the second floor. Mm -hmm. And at six years old, I didn't know anything about ghosts. I remember laying there and suddenly feeling like there was somebody on the other side of that board. And so I was trying to look in between the crack to see us. And I felt cool air coming from that crack in the wood. And that's illogical because this house is in St. Augustine. It's a three-story like Victorian Gothic style mansion of a house. Sounds beautiful. Yeah. No central heat and air. So it it gets hotter the higher up you go. Right. Oh yeah. So completely illogical. So I just remember that. I remember feeling like somebody was there and trying to see them and feeling that cool air. Definitely. My first experience. Definitely strange. Oh, for sure. 
So the reason the house is haunted is a really cool story, like scary movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> Do tell. Yes. So this, and before I tell you, um, it sounds a lot like the book Flowers in the Attic that my nanny's book published almost a full year before Flowers in the Attic published. Huh. Wow. So she did not copy anybody's story. This is the true, from what we understand, it is the true story of the people that lived there before them. Okay, so the house was built in 1876, and um, uh, another couple lived there for a short time, and then this couple bought the house. So these people were ex-carnival people, um, both performers and the lady of the house that was a seamstress, so she would sew costumes and stuff. Well, when they moved to Florida, they retired, more or less. So they bought this big house, and seamstress, she would sew these big elegant ball gowns for the rich people in St. Augustine. And so um, she lived there with her second husband and her two children who were half siblings Mm because she had a first husband. So brother and sister, half siblings. Okay. This is where the story gets um, gross. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Just so um, they were very eccentric. They did not like to leave the house, particularly the lady of the house. She did not like anyone to leave. So she wouldn't leave more or less. They got their groceries delivered and all that stuff. So at some point, her children who were pretty close in age, um, and they did what teenage boy and girl sometimes do Uh with each other. Yeah. And the daughter got pregnant by her half brother. Oh, no. So this was like a big scandal. The mom, the lady of the house, She sent the daughter off to be pregnant and have the baby. And then they brought her and the baby boy back and the lady of the house's baby. Mm -hmm. So she raised him as her son also. Right. And that's all well and good, except she did not let anyone leave the house. And if you can believe this, the story goes that when the little boy became a teenager, he also laid with the sister who was his mom. Ah. Oh, no. Yes. And got her pregnant. So this time she's pregnant by her son, who she had with her half brother. Oh, my. So because of that level that they were at of that, um, she so the lady of the house was furious again. This time she didn't secret the daughter off. They kind of kept her hidden. They told no one anything about baby anything. Right. And the daughter had the baby, another little boy. But uh, this time he was um, kind of deformed a little like he didn't look quite right, mostly in the faces, from what I understand. As he got older, they realized he was mentally handicapped, you know. Mm -hmm. So lady of the house hated him because she hated what her children did. Right. Right. So she put him on the third floor and told her kids responsibility. I want nothing to do with him. Deal with him yourself. I don't care. Mm-hmm. So the little boy, they never named him, by the way, they called him the boy. So he was on the third floor and this, her children were taking care of him. So when he got to be like five or six or seven, like right in that range, um, he was causing a ruckus. Like he was probably not getting much um, good parenting. <laughs> right. No, I wouldn't right. think so. <laughs> yeah. So um, he was doing things that were inappropriate, uh, flashing people from the windows and there's even a story of from the neighbors that he peed on someone out out of the third floor window. Oh, <laughs> so 
one night, lady of the house has a client over getting a fitting and the little boy has a tantrum or something that draws attention to him. And uh, lady of the house had to explain it away. So when her client left, she was furious. She stormed up to the third floor and locked it all and refused to let her kids go up there to tend to him anymore. And he oh. starved to death up there. Oh, my. Oh, that's brutal. So my nanny actually showed me claw marks that were in the floor, the wooden floor, and also kind of at the base of the door that was there. And they replaced them because she didn't like them being there. But I do remember as a kid her showing those to me. So carvings on the walls because he could see the marina through the window. And mm -hmm. so he would carve into the wall what he saw through the window. So like boats. And oh, wow. Oh, um, so after he passed away and this is weird, cause why would the, her kids not fight her on that? Or like, cause he surely had to be crying and yelling and he was obviously clawing, but no right. one intervened. Yeah. yeah that so is he weird. Died. Yeah. The house didn't unlock the third floor right away. She didn't actually open it up for the kids to deal with him until the smell was an issue. Oh, so at that point, she unlocked it and, and her got him and they buried him in the backyard in secret because no one ever knew he existed. Right. So he was invisible to the government and such. So they buried him back there. And that's where we believe he still is. Um, oh, my. To this day. Jeez. I could definitely so it's see intense. why it's haunted. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. That's a lot of intensity and emotion in that home. Yeah. He's not the only one that's died there. Um, some members died in the house, but those were natural causes. Mm -hmm. Right. He's the only one we believe was murdered yeah. there. So slow yeah. death. Yeah. Oh, oh gosh. yeah. And being mentally handicapped, he probably mm -hmm. didn't happening at all. No. Yeah. You know, didn't understand it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's awful. That yeah. It, humans are so cruel. Like. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's just no way to put it out. Um, yeah. Yeah. The but, reason that my grandparents know all that stuff is because they actually bought a building down the road from that house. And they, it was a big apartment building, another three-story apartment building also haunted side note. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they lived there and they got to know the final family member in the big house. And um he was not a great guy from what my nanny described, not a, not a super great person, but he, he told that story. He told them what happened and that they buried him in the yard and all that stuff. And then when he died, the house was condemned by the city because it was in such bad shape, disrepair and everything. The family didn't take good care of it. So they were kind of hoarders. So um, my grants from the city by promising the city that they would refurbish it, right. fix it up, which they did. So that's how they ended up with it, which means everything that other family owned was still there. Diaries, journals, family photos, clothing. Wow. I, mean, I wore a dress that lady sewed to uh, for Halloween one year as a teenager. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> I sure did. Did Would you I know do that it now? No. <laughs> yes, I knew it. <laughs> I <thought> it was <laughs> cool. <laughs> I've been dark and twisted my whole life. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. So what other so have you seen the little boy upstairs on the third floor and in, in that room? Did you ever like come across him up there? Because I, I would imagine like his spirit 
at times might be present, but just because of how much emotional energy he probably spent in that area. Right. So my experiences personally in the house, I, I kind of feel like um, energies are drawn to me because I've never lived in a house. And I thought for a long time that that was just, I'm unlucky <laughs> or lucky, whichever you want to say. Right. But then, now I'm really houses at all. It's me. This stuff happens around me. I go to the movies and see a ghost. I go to my friend's house and see a ghost. Like I joke that if you want to know if your house is haunted, just invite me over and I'll let you know. Deal. So, yeah. So at their house, I spent almost every weekend there my whole childhood. We were very, very my sister and I. So, gosh, I can remember many nights um, being a, uh, laying down on the pullout couch in my grandparents' bedroom on the second floor mm-hmm. and just staring at the ceiling and listening to what sounded to me like a man in combat boots just walk from one side of the third floor to the other. Like just for, pacing. Yes. Like for an hour or more. Just wow. Constant, oh, wow. You know, I heard that all the time. Um, I did see a couple like things, but they weren't bodies, like human apparitions. Mm-hmm. Like one, uh, the, the clearest one was when I was actually 19. And we were staying with my grandparents waiting for my apartment to be ready. And because we rented with them when we first got married, you know, young kids <laughs> broke. <Yeah. laughs> so I remember sitting in the bedroom suite, the guest bedroom suite, and watching TV. And I was totally involved in the movie. And I was like really watching it and not thinking about ghosts at all. And you know how um, you suddenly realize that someone's in the room? Like you just suddenly, it hits you quick. And I was watching the movie and then all of a sudden that hit me. And I looked up and across the room in the sitting room area was this oval that looked like when the road is hot and it's like a mirage. It's like wavy. Yeah, it's like vapor. Yes, it looked that clear, like that, yeah. but in an, in the perfect shape of an oval floating in the middle of that sitting room area. Huh. Oh, wow. Right by the bedroom door, as luck would have it. <laughs> so, <laughs> No escape. <laughs> yeah, like wondering, what am I going to do? Because it just hovered there and it shimmered and it was shimmering like like you would see a mirage. You know, Finally, I got up the nerve to run, scoop past it and get out of the room. Wow. But, yeah, I saw that. Like, cold spots are really common. As I said, they shouldn't be in that house. Right. 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 No air so conditioning spots, would definitely make it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, voices. I've heard voices with my ears. I've mm-hmm. caught lots of EVPs in that house. Like, lots of them. Oh, I believe And it. they're always um, correct to the conversation we're having. So, like... Uh, one time I was recording while my kids and I and my husband were visiting my nanny a few years back, maybe seven or eight years ago. And we all stood up to leave in the evening. And as we stood up to leave, um, I caught a whisper on my phone that said, somebody's coming, nanny's coming, as nanny was walking to the hallway to walk us out. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And it referred to her as nanny. Isn't that interesting? That is very that is interesting. interesting. Was it like uh, the the voice sound like male, female, or like young child? Like how did it? Do you remember how it sounded? I mean, it was it was a whisper. There was no audible. It was mm-hmm. you know somebody's coming, right? Yeah, like that. 
So I can't really say male or female. And some of the things I've caught are like that. There's um, a couple that sounded the Vic. I caught a little girl's voice one time. We were looking for Nanny's purse because we were about to leave and she couldn't find it. And uh, my phone, because I told my oldest son, like, I feel creeped out all of a sudden. So I turned it on. And seconds later, I caught a girl's voice say, it's over there because we were looking for her purse. <laughs> well, that's awful so, helpful. Yeah, right. Isn't it? <laughs> we did find her purse. <laughs> Nanny found it, late, you know, a few minutes later, but. And, yeah, and, so and was like, it over there? <laughs> I don't know because I don't know where she is pointing. So. Which over there are you saying? Right. Well, yeah, it yeah. is tough, right? <laughs> when there's no fingers involved. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, so, yeah, all kinds of stuff like that. Doors slamming, doors closing and opening by themselves are common. My wow. cousin, one of my cousins saw a picture frame fake. And when he woke up in the morning, it was back on the shelf and not broken. Wow. Oh, that's weird. I don't. I haven't heard of that phenomenon happening ever. It's usually the other way. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't know how the, that would work. On the floor or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Um, who do you think is, uh, do you think it's the original family that's there, the the brother and sister and their their baby? Or do you think it's relatives or people that have been since that, that uh, initial, the initial right. time? Um, well, I'll tell you the one whisper I caught that it actually referred to her as nanny. I have to wonder if that might be my cousin. I have an older cousin that passed away at the age of 29 and this happened many years after he passed. Mm -hmm. So I always kind of thought, huh, maybe, maybe it's him. Like right. yeah. he's around. He didn't die in the house or anything like that, but he was close to her. We are, we all were. So I always kind of wonder if maybe that one was him. I don't know. But the family members of that other family, my nanny did say my grandpa passed in 2012 and my nanny just passed in 2021, January. Oh, wow. And so um, she always told me that she heard grandpa calling her mm -hmm. after he passed. Yeah. This is in the house, even in the yard. She would be working in the yard and, and hear him call her name. So I, I, I kind of feel like he was probably waiting for her. Probably. Personally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I did, I did catch an EVP on the day of her funeral last year. Um, and that EVP I've never played publicly because it feels very personal to me. Absolutely. But and was kind of a whispered voice that said, I'm okay. Don't forget about me. Oh, and goodness. it was on the day of her funeral. So I'm sure that had to. Oh yeah. Yeah. Imagine who else it would be exactly so, oh my gosh it's just a very active house very active sounds exciting well, <laughs> right but like if you look at like the history of florida and stuff like saint augustine like is a pretty active city yeah. just for a city itself yeah so oh, yeah um, it was founded in 1565 this the town was so very old yeah so it's what like about 460 60-something years old or 50 years old or I don't know. Math is hard. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say it's about 70 years after Columbus discovered the Americas that uh, oh, okay. that that town was founded. So that's pretty. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty old. That's some age. Yeah. Ponce de Leon. Ponce de Leon was there. He, he thought that he found the Fountain of Youth. 
in St. Augustine. There is an, an, an attraction in St. Augustine called the Fountain of Youth, and you can go there and sample the dreadful sulfur water that oh, no. he thought was the Fountain of Youth. Oh, no. oh. Trust me, do not taste the water. <laughs> it's terrible. It's not good. No, it no. sounds awful. Yeah, that sounds yeah. gross. Dreadful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But why would people, I mean, like, uh, who's the uh, um, Dibble? Uh, Johann Dibble had created this elixir that he said was going to be the elixir of life. And it was awful too. Like, is it, mm-hmm. is it just like, Hey, this thing smells real bad. So, so we should drink be, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Medicine, the worse it tastes, the better it works. Right. I, I, I guess. I don't know. That's just awful. I guess that was our thought process at the time. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like you've, you've really just kind of been sensitive most all of your life then. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have a friend who up here in Ohio who bought a house that was built in 18 and she loves the paranormal and stuff like that. So, and she knows that I'm kind of sensitive to that stuff. So she had me come over the day before she was on the house, actually. (laughs) She had me come over and do a walkthrough with her before the closing um, I was also doing some professional organizing at the time. So I was there to look at her space and try to help her, you know, organize things or whatever. So while we're walking through the house and stuff, she her house is beautiful, big house. And it's a two story, but it has a, a little third floor like loft thing. Hmm. And it, it's up a set of stairs that's in her kid's bedroom. So I go up the stairs by myself and I'm up there in that loft and it has little doors, little wooden doors all on the walls that when you open them, they lead to storage space, right? Right. So I open one of the doors to peek inside to see what kind of room she has in there, what kind of space for storage. And I side and look to my left and, and instantly in a flash, I see this little girl that's probably like maybe eight or 10 range. And she's in this white nightgown and she's like huddled in the very corner of the room and her facial expression looks scared. Oh, no. Um, I assume like, what? how can you see me kind of scared, like right. shocked. Right. And she's just huddled up. And I only saw her for a moment because that's how it usually works for me. It's like it's like um, a camera takes over my eyes and it flashes a picture in front of me and it's gone. Yeah. So I saw her for just a moment. And I, um, I was like, oh, and I backed out and I closed the door and I just thought we're nice people. We're not going to mess with you. You're safe here. Yeah. And I just went back downstairs and I told <laughs> my friend what happened. And she was like, oh my God, that's so cool. <laughs> she, she closed on the house. The oh. realtor looked real nervous. <laughs> the realtor was standing there like, don't tell her that. <laughs> but yeah. Well, there there are those people who uh, who try to run from the paranormal, and there's there are those who accept it. So, um, yeah. yeah, having a like a a child or or someone innocent in the house wouldn't be as bad as having like that cranky old man who's going to uh, right. cause problems all the time. So, so does that does that yeah. spirit still hang out in that house, or did she move on? Do you know? Um, in my friend's house, yeah, I don't. She's there because my friend, once she moved in, she's got um, three kids and her um, partner. So they they do like feel and hear things sometimes. So I do think that whatever's there is has stuck around. Yeah. So, but they're very accepting of it. So, you know, it's which never is perfect. Been a problem. Yeah. 
So, but I can tell you that when my grandparents were pushing their house, they had a really hard time keeping workers there. Mm -hmm. Like they would hire, you know, a roofer or a plumber or whatever, leave on the second day of work and be like, and not really give an explanation. Just, nope, can't do this job and and bail. (laughs) I'm done. (laughs) I'm out. I can imagine like maybe some doors were slamming or something. I don't know. Right. And but. you hear a lot of those stories too, when people go to do renovations and, and all those things you hear about activity kicking up. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And, sure. a, and a lot of these workers will be like, no, I'm out. Sorry. <laughs> Find somebody else to finish it. Cause yeah, you know, I mean, it would make you nervous. It would, yeah. if you're not comfortable with it for sure. Yeah, I would be intrigued. (laughs) I would too. I'd be like, oh, I got my recorder out in the car. Let me go get it. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly what I would do. (laughs) But maybe I'm lucky because I've never encountered an energy that ever tried to hurt me or made me feel like I was in danger. Good. So that family was not a good family Mm -hmm. and they did a terrible thing. I've never felt like threatened in that house. That's good, though. Yeah. At least there's that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, do you, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess that brings it up. Like if, if the, the kind of, it sounds like the, 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 the mistress of the house, the seamstress of the house was kind of the real terror of the house. And so I would guess if she's not present, maybe she doesn't, maybe that, you know, that's why it doesn't feel so bad because her, she's not there. Right. Maybe nanny always said that she thought she was there. Um, and I do know that Nanny told me, and my grand very religious, so they would they would stop just short of saying, you know, there's a ghost in the house or whatever. But they would say, yes, there's. My nanny always called them spooks. <laughs> she would say, they're they're nice spooks. They don't hurt anybody. It's fine. And she would just say, like, I just never feel alone, and and that's okay. And she, but she did tell me that when she was writing the book. That's the only book she ever wrote. And she wrote it because she felt drawn to by the house that she would wake up at 3 a.m. every single morning with an urge to to write. And that as soon as the book was completed, she never woke him ever again. Oh, wow. She told me this when I was a kid before the whole 3 a.m. is the witching hour thing was really common to say. So I don't feel like she heard that somewhere. I, I feel like that really happened to her. Right. Hmm. Wow. It's almost like that story needed to be told just to, uh, to get it out there. Yeah. And I wonder who needed it to be told. Was it the little boy? Was it the family, like the siblings who couldn't save him? You know? Right. What was it? Yeah. I I, I would think just, it would be the siblings of who had, you know, the, the girl who had the who had the boy who couldn't say anything. It's like, yeah, I need my story told because my boy is gone and you know in the backyard somewhere, you know, and yeah. and uh, if this doesn't get told, then that that stuff just goes away, and that gets right. sad, right? There's so much history that gets buried because people it's uncomfortable and people don't want to know it. Yeah, he actually passed away in the house relatively young. I think she was probably. 30s mm-hmm. in her 30s. She had an illness like, uh, I can't remember, like pneumonia or scarlet fever or something like that. And she passed away. And do you know that when she died, she was like 
her mother's beloved or whatever. So they actually laid her body on a table in the middle of the living room on the first floor. And they left her there for three on her and stuff until the neighbors started complaining once again about the smell. Then then they let her be taken to be buried. They were trying to get her to come back to life. Okay. (laughs) Well, yeah, because like, yep, there's. There's the tradition that was back in the Victorian era, the 1800s and stuff of having the viewing, you know, in your parlor, which is mm-hmm. very common. Um, but they, yeah, that takes it to a different level altogether. Yeah. Let yeah. us sit there for that long. Just to try to yeah. bring them back to life. Yeah. Yeah. That's the neighbors that lived across the street. I still remember them. They were and um, they passed away when I was probably a late teen or early 20s at the most, mm-hmm. probably a late teen. But they told my grandparents a lot of stories because they had lived in their house their whole lives, basically. Right. They knew that family well. And uh, the story was that they were the ones that called and complained about the, the smell. smell. And then it was oh. discovered that, that the girl was there on the table. Jeez. Makes you wonder, had they not yeah. complained about the smell, how long would they have actually kept her there on that table? You right. Know? I do not know. I don't what exactly I were know. they trying to do? Well, right. To get her to come back to life, like weird ceremonies or something? Right. That's I the second thought that, that comes to your mind. To me. <laughs> You're right. They went down to the fountain and they got some of that sulfur water. water. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Ah, that's Weird. awful. Man. I have a picture of some of the third floor windows of the house. And um, I think there's several in the window, but there's one in particular that's in the like bottom right hand corner of that window. That is just clearly clear, a little kid looking out the window and the oh. face looks mm. a little off. It looks a little distorted, not formed right. Yeah. And so, and it is clear. You can't look at that picture and say, oh, that could be a reflection, blah, blah, blah. It looks like a white kid looking out the window and there was nobody on the third floor. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, send it to you. Yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> I'd love to see it. Right. That'd be awesome <laughs> to see. Cause uh, I've seen a handful of, of window pictures that are like, yep. Yeah. That is definitely something off mm-hmm. in that picture. Mm-hmm versus like no that's clearly a, a reflection um of this that and the other so right um yeah that's really cool Sharing it to you right now oh perfect <laughs> perfect let me just uh oh there we go there's the picture oh yeah look at that oh yeah that's definitely uh, that's a face yeah for sure and it's kind of like peering out and around the corner too. Like mm-hmm. it's not full on like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm happy to be up in this window. It's more mm-hmm. like I really not supposed to be looking out the window. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Even so zoomed I in. Like send you a bigger one, like the picture of the whole window and you can see all the various things that look sketchy in it. That one's not as easy for me to find, but I, that's that picture I sent you is the one where I zoomed in and kind of circled him and stuff yeah. for her, whoever it is. Yeah, I guess it's kind of hard to tell gender because you can't really. Right. From this picture, I can't see the top. Like I can see eyes to chin yeah. and a little bit yeah. of like the neck. 
Um, but you don't see like the, the, the head and the hair, the top of the head and the hair. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's definitely, that is fascinating. Yeah. It's a face. Yeah, it, it is, is a face. Take that picture. You know, who took that picture, a St. Augustine historical society member took a picture of the whole house and I zoomed into all the different parts of the house, seeing mm-hmm. if I could find any anomalies. And I found that one window that was just full of them. Wow. Oh, wow. Nobody was up there. So. And is, is that the, is, is that the window to the room where he died? I don't know technically, but I don't think so because um, the room that Nanny always thought that he died in was on the other side of the house mm-hmm. on the okay. third floor. And she only thought that because there was a spot on the floor that was really bad. Like it's wooden floor and it was like rotted and gross. And she kind of felt like it looked like a, a body was there. Right. So that's the only reason she thought maybe that was the room, mm-hmm. but I don't know for sure. And one time I was up there with my phone recording and I was telling my second cousin stories of the house. Cause he hadn't, heard all the stories. And when I said, that's the spot where Nanny thinks he died in, I caught a very faint whisper that I think is saying not here. Oh, oh. so if it's saying not here, then that's intriguing. It is. Yeah. So, wow. I don't know, but it's hard to say. Yeah. I mean, that is, you know, a while ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. And we only have what the guy told them when he was still living and then the few things she found in the house. So mm-hmm. yeah. she did find birth certificates and death certificates and marriage certificates. All that stuff literally was all of it was still in the house. But of course that boy, he had no right. certificate right? because they never told anyone. Also intriguing is that girl gave birth to him, assumably in that house with no help. Wow. You know, no doctor, no nothing. No, we don't think she did. So she was on her own. Oh, I didn't even think about that either. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's that's nuts. This would have been early 1900. Okay, so I think all this happened. So that's not uncommon. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot in the night in the early 1900s that they could do uh as far as medical for that, but and it was still common to have home births at the time, but mm-hmm. Yeah, they would. They probably wouldn't have had a midwife come in either, because then and that would have been the the secret would have gotten out. Yep. Right. Right. But maybe because they were circus folk, maybe they had experience with babies being born on the road on the circuit in the circus or whatever. Who knows? I, yeah. I don't know how circus life went back then. Yeah. Oh yeah, but, not a clue. You know, it seems like maybe they maybe the lady of the house knew how to deal with that situation. I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. Get some towels and hot water. Boil right. some water. Yeah. Boil some water. <laughs> Boil some water. Yeah. And here, bite down on this. Right? Yeah. <laughs> or just take, take some whiskey. We're good. Yeah. Oh, good. Man. man. I've had three kids and that's going to be a hard pass for me. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Give me the epidural. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's it's such a different, such a different time. But yeah. Yeah, that story is something straight out of like a Stephen King or a Dean Koontz novel. Um, yeah, right. It's like the the circus folk who move to town who look weird and do odd things, and then 
you find out it's kind of like a house of horrors on the inside and mm-hmm. yeah, that's something else. Or, or it reminds me a little bit of, um, Goonies. How so? Oh yeah. Sloth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. You know, cause he was kind of chained up in the bedroom and then. In, well, in down in the basement of that place. Yeah. Chained and, to the wall. Yeah. It's kind of hidden and out of the mm-hmm. way. And so it kind of has a little remnants, remnants of, of that. Um, yeah. Of just that kind of like tuck the tuck the odd one away and let's just not talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. And that is what they did back then. Yeah, that's aw oh, that's just weird. That's sad. <laughs> it it's is weird. sad. It's very sad. Now, think about I grew up with that story. So as we got older, Nanny would give us more details. So she would keep it like semi it. <laughs> and as we got older, she would let more details out to us. Right. And so I grew up with that story in my head, uh, you know, from some point. uh, And I just thought that was normal. So I went to elementary school (laughs) and started realizing that other kids didn't have grandparents with haunted houses. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I don't understand the words that are coming out of your mouth. So I, I was in middle school, a paranormal phenomena researcher when I grow up. <laughs> That's awesome. Is it any wonder that I'm a horror author at this point? <laughs> nope. Nope. Not at all. Like that makes sense. Like you just, it's like, yeah, it's, this is what I want to do. And I, I was the kid that was terrified of that stuff growing up. Mm-hmm. So like I wasn't touching that mm-hmm. at all. Like, nope, nope, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> Playing hide and seek in that house was actually really fun because it was so big and there were so many nooks and crannies that you could get to be brave because I, many times I'd be in this sweet hiding spot and then all of a sudden it gets real cold. Something's in there with you. And your hair stands up and you're like, okay, you can't play too. I got, I gotta go. You're like, I give up. (laughs) You come running out. I'm here. Let's go play outside for a little while. (laughs) Oh, see, that reminds me of, uh, Sixth Sense. Yeah. Uh, When he was hiding in that one closet, right? And then he couldn't get out. And so he's terrified and screaming, or not closet, but like a little storage thing on the top of the stairs. Wasn't he in a tent at one point? Yes, he was. Yeah. 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 But this one was, he was, he was uh, like at the top of the stairs or in in those little cubby holes that they have in the walls for storage. Mm. And he couldn't get out. So he was banging on the wall to get out, screaming, screaming to get out because something was in there with him uh, that wouldn't let him out. Yeah, see, that's the stuff that made me cringe and freak out as a child. (laughs) Yeah. Let me tell you what my cousins did to me once. So I'm one of the younger of the grandchildren. Uh, I have one cousin that's a year younger than me, and then my sister is two years younger than me, and that's it. So all my cousins, other than that, they were all older than me, and they just loved to prank us. Right. Oh, no. So in a haunted house that's legitimately haunted, they had a field day. So at one point, my cousins... Um, managed to talk me into sitting in a chair on the third floor and they tied me to it. And I did not, I was, I didn't realize that they, they were really going to leave me there. So they tied me to this chair on the third floor and said that they left me there for two hours. You guys, I whimpered. I didn't cry really loud. And the reason is because in my kid head, I thought if I cry really loud, something up here is going to hum and get me or whatever. So right. I whimpered a lot. I begged them to come back. And I remember being in the chair and there was this 
old, my grandparents had a lot of old antique furniture and cause they used to own an antique shop and that was beside me and it had a mirror on the front of it. And all I remember is thinking, don't look at the mirror. Oh, I don't boy. know why I, in my head, I thought if I look at that mirror, something's going to be in it. Yeah. Don't look at the mirror. So I just sat there in that chair with my eyes closed pretty much the whole time to come let me out. Oh, no. Oh. That's terrifying. Oh, that is my God. absolutely cruel. That is cruel. Yeah. Another time my cousin convinced me to say Bloody Mary while spinning around three times in front of a mirror in the house. Oh, I didn't no. know what it was. Right. She right. Spin around and she's like, okay, say this three times. And right when I was saying the third one, she hightailed it out of the house. <laughs> And I was like, I stopped and was like, wait, what does that mean? What's going to happen? And I'm like chasing after her, like, what's oh, no. going to happen? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. That's yeah. just like, hey, I'm going to get you in trouble with the paranormal. And I'm going <laughs> to do yeah. without you knowing. <laughs> uh, I'm too scared to do this. I'm, I'm going to make you do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. That's yeah. That's something else. That's some uh, that's some mean some mean things to do to your to your relative. 100%. Wow, that's my Kids. family, man. We we take no prisoners. We show no mercy. <laughs> Have you gotten them back? I was young, so no, not really. No, <laughs> I didn't know how, and I I didn't have that kind of um spunk or whatever. I don't know. They were a lot more wild and crazy than I was. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's something nuts. That is nuts. Yeah. So, um, so you said you have you've had experiences pretty much everywhere, movie theaters and stuff like that. Yeah. What would be, um, kind of that one experience that that you've had that's either like most shocking, like most not terrifying, but most shocking, mm-hmm. um, or most unexpected? Well, I had an experience at a bed and breakfast that was pretty cool. But my most, my absolute coolest experience to date that I think I had happened at the movies and we, and it was up here in Ohio and my husband and I took our kids. We have three sons. We took them to see um, secret life of pets when it first came out. So that's, that's about the time frame that it happened several years back. So we took them to this movie theater that's really popular, nice movie theater in a nice part of town. And like, you, it's not a place you would go to and think, ooh, this place looks like it might be haunted. The thought never occurred to me. So we go there, we're watching the movie. As I said, I've had three kids. So my bladder, not so great anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so we get halfway through the movie and mama's got to go take a potty break. So I wait for a moment and I, I go and to the restroom. Well, none of the movies were releasing at the time. So like nobody was in the hallways. It was pretty desolate in here or there. So I go into the restroom that's closest and there's nobody in it. I'm in it alone. So I go in and I go into the very first stall. I come, And as I'm closing and locking the door, somebody else comes into the bathroom But you know how bathrooms have those swinging doors and you can really hit it fast and it's like, boom, and it flies open. And, you know, if you're running, you can really do that. Well, that's what happened. And I see a child's bare feet run past my stall, like underneath, you know, I see them run past my stall and go into the one next to me. So my first thought is, 
who is letting their kid run around a movie theater in their bare, bare feet? feet gross. Right. You know, like what is happening right now? It's kind of a germaphobe. So that grossed me out. So I'm like, whatever. Hopefully this kid leaves me alone. I just, I'm going to pee and I'll be fine. Whatever. So the kid is like making these like robot noises and, and playing. And he gets into, I assume it's a he, cause it sounded like, things a boy would do and it sounded like a boy's voice right so he runs past me goes into the other stall i never hear the door close or anything but he runs into the stall barefooted and um starts flashing splashing in the toilet (laughs) so i am a germaphobe so my next thought is oh my good night do not get that on my feet like just i'm i'm thinking in my head don't talk to him stay there and i'll just be done in a minute and whatever just don't get that on my feet. So he's like, beep, boop, boop, you know, making all these robot noises and he's splashing. The t- and then he, he uses a robot voice and he says, what's your name? And I was like, nope, not talking to him. So, <laughs> so I ignore him. Right. And I'm just, all I'm thinking then is don't look under the stall at me. Cause I hate that. Right. And poke their head under the, this is me time. Okay. This is my space. This is private time. Yeah. Yes. Don't mess with me. <laughs> So he says, what's your name? So I ignore him. So then he's like, beep, boop, boop, beep, boop. I asked you a question. And I was like, ooh, sassy. (laughs) We're a little sassy today. So I ignored him again. And I thought, I just don't want to engage with this kid. He's creeping me out. He's weird. Like, first of all, the parents are letting him be barefoot. Second of all, he's in a ladies' restroom alone. Yeah. Playing in the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Playing in the poo water. (laughs) Yes, I don't want any part of this. So I finish and dress and flush and whatever. And I come out of the bathroom and he's laughing. I can hear him giggling, like giggling and laughing. So, of course, the first thing I do when I come out of my stall is look over at the one next. And the door is like ajar, you Mm -hmm. know, and I look in and there's no one in there and there's no water anywhere and there's no one in the bed, but I can still hear him laughing and giggling. But oh, now wow. it sounds like he's going away from me, like he's going down the bathroom toward the end of it. Right. And that is the moment when I realized that this was a paranormal experience. Up until that very moment, I thought this kid was real. I really did see his feet run past my stall. Wow. And he's and splashed and I heard all I thought he was a real person until that moment I have never washed my hands as a germaphobe <laughs> so fast in my life oh singing the alphabet or whatever counting to 20 no girl I washed them fast and just booked it I so I go it back and, and sit down and I watch the rest of the movie when the movie's over I'm like honey you will not believe what happened to me in the bathroom. So of course my husband's instantly like, here we go. So then right as I'm about to tell him what happened, the, cause we always wait till the end to see if there's like extra scenes, you know? Yep. So these employees come in to like start tidying up the, the theater and it's three younger people, older gentlemen that works there. And so they come in and I am not a shy person. So much to my husband's dismay, I make a beeline for, and I go and the three younger ones are just closer to me. So I go up to them and I'm like, Hey guys, is this theater haunted? And they all, none of them said anything. They all cracked this grin and all turned and looked at the <laughs> older guy that was behind them. It was very much a Scooby, you know, 
like all the knowing people turn and look at the older guy who's about to <laughs> warn you about some curse or something. So they all look at him and he cracks his big grin and walks up to me toward me. And he's like, Oh yeah, this place is before this wing of the theater was built. This was a parking lot and a little boy got hit by a car and killed in this parking oh. lot. And then they built the theater wing on top of it. And so, yeah, we get lights flicker and sometimes the movies glitch and things and people get locked in rooms sometimes, employees. And and I was like, oh, my God, I just had this thing happen in the bathroom. And he goes, oh, yeah, stuff happens in that bathroom all the time. That's like his favorite place. Oh, man. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my like, gosh. I can't even. <laughs> Validation right there. Right. Right. At first, I thought maybe they're messing with me. Yeah. So I went on Google and I tried to find like documentation of a boy dying there and I couldn't find anything, but I'm probably not very good at researching, so I don't know. It but can be tough. The fact that he said it was a boy before I ever told him what happened to me yeah. kind of makes me feel validated. So that maybe, yeah. maybe they weren't messing with me. Yeah. There's really something know. to it. That's, wow. Yeah. See, it, it makes me think, though, because, like, did they say when the boy, like, what year the boy would have died? No, they just told me it was before that wing of the, because it was a, a smaller movie theater. Uh-huh. And then they added that wing on. So they just said it was before that wing got added on to the building. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I guess I could maybe look that up. But you know what happened? I posted this story on my blog and I posted it in detail as I just told it to you. And at the end of the blog post, I said, hey, if anybody around here works there and extra information, please comment and let me know. Well, I did get, I think, at least one person, but I thought maybe a couple who did. And they didn't give me more information, but what one lady was like, oh, my gosh, I worked there for a while. And that place is super haunted. Wow. And it's a little boy and this and that. So I don't know. Maybe it's true. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I know what I saw. Oh, yeah. No, wow. I was just saying that because like, it makes me it makes it sound like the kid was making like R2-D2 noises. And that, that puts the kid dying uh, somewhere like uh, late 70s, early 80s as... Uh, the original uh, trilogy Wars. came out. Yeah, sure, could be. Sure, so. he was. He was saying beep boop boop. Yeah, <laughs> right. beep, boop, beep boop boop like all <laughs> over and over. Yeah, which is the weirdest thing. It sounds like R two D two. It does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. That that. Okay, so that has got to be one of the coolest stories I've I've ever heard. Yeah, that's a <laughs> good one. This stuff happens to me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I it's can't crazy. imagine. Wow. Yeah, you should come and visit Utah, which is a super haunted state. You'd... It really is, yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. So if you think about it, Utah was a crossroads to the west. So people going to and from the gold fields, um, they had to cross either northern or southern Utah. There was no other way around it. And so oh, wow. they'd come through here, uh, the, the Transcontinental Railroad, the Golden Spike, that was here in Utah. Mm -hmm. So, like, mm -hmm. all of this history is here. And, uh, yeah, it's still alive. So it's it's a wow. neat place. So if you love, like, wow. if you love that stuff, it's, like, it's a place to come and, and experience some of, the, some of the paranormal that we've got here. Yeah. That's a really good haunted place in Utah. Oh, let's see. Um, I think one of the best benign places here in Utah is the old Benson Grist Mill in Tooele, Utah. Mm -hmm. 
Hmm. So um, that place isn't, uh, there's only one original building on there. All the rest have been built and or brought to that, to that location. So there's all of this, this fun history there of just Mm -hmm. the buildings. Um, but there's lots of families and stuff that are, are kind of still there from the pioneer days. Nice. I have to put it on my paranormal bucket list. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And we've got tons, uh, we've got assault air, um, which is a cool building. It burned down three times or twice. It was rebuilt each time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So there was that. Fort Douglas is a great place as well. Yeah. They got like the actual tombstones down in the basement that they're Ooh. like re They're doing. They're redoing. They're kind of saving because yeah. uh, people like to vandalize things in the actual cemetery. Mm-hmm. But they're the original oh, tombstones no. that are laying down there. Yep. Um, they've got Nazi artifacts there uh, from World War II because mm-hmm. Utah had a, a German POW camp. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then one of the guards went nuts one day and opened fire and killed people, uh, killed German uh, POWs. And so some of them are actually buried in Fort Douglas Cemetery. It's. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. It's a weird. A lot of emotional. A lot. You know, plus people coming for the gold rush and all that. I'm sure there was a lot of emotion there and. Yeah. People sick, sick people, maybe like. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a big yeah. mix of of stuff here in Utah. And Asylum's a good one too. Asylum Forty Nine. Yeah, yeah, that's the old. That's um, <laughs> um, Asylum Forty Nine. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, it's the name of the haunted house now. So, um, it was the old Tooele County Hospital, um, and wow. it was also uh, a nursing home. Wow. So, yeah, that they have this place called, they call it the Green Mile. Um, and when the owners bought it, they they found out that the, the security cameras were covered up. Or they were taped up. And when oh, they, no. when they asked, That's is weird. that, yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> but they're like, when they asked the nurses and stuff that were there uh, that had that side of the building before, they're like, yeah, we did that because the spirits would keep walking up and down the hallway. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Did they did they get evidence? Uh, they didn't get. I don't think they got evidence from that. At least that, I don't. None that they kept. I don't yeah, think. none that we've ever seen. But yeah. um, mm. it's crazy because you step on to what they call the Green Mile, and the there's a huge energy shift. Wow. Um, and I'm not a huge. I'm not a very sensitive individual. Um, I'm more sensitive than a, 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 a rock. <laughs> um, but I'm not, uh, I'm not like gifted like other people or at least sensitive like other people. And so for me to feel it and to feel that, that energy, it's, you know, it's, a, it's pretty strong. I know Jamie felt it pretty, pretty heavy too. Yeah. Yeah. It's obvious. Yeah. It's super obvious. <laughs> wow. So, um, but yeah, we uh, we super enjoyed having you coming on and and sharing uh, your your uh, grandparents' uh, super haunted house and. No problem. It was fun. Yeah, it's my favorite thing to talk about. I can tell. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, absolutely! Love listening story time. It's a good story. It's man. a great story. It is. It is a great story, and it's great that there's a book written about it. Um, uh, maybe one day you can write a, a, a fiction novel about it so that you can play around with it a little bit more. That is already in the works. Oh, oh okay. So yeah. oh, keep us posted. the point of view of the <laughs> granddaughter growing up in the haunted house. Yes. Yes. 
Oh, that would be amazing. Oh, absolutely. Um, So where can people find you? Um, Truehauntings.com is my kind of my hub. That'll take you pretty much anywhere you want to go. I've got links to my Facebook group there. My Facebook group is a lot of fun. We just post silly memes and we, whenever something spooky happens, we post it there and, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun in that group. And then I don't know, I'm on Twitter sometimes <laughs> that's <laughs> at true hauntings with a Z at the end. And then my podcast of course is true hauntings and scary stories. And it's called that because some of my episodes are true ghost stories mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. me interviewing really cool, interesting people like yourself. And stories episodes are me reading short stories that I've written, fictional, scary oh. stories that I've written. So you great. never kind of know what you're going to get. Yeah, that's pretty much all I got. That's a great mix, though. I love it. Yeah, that is cool. So I have one more question. I know you said mm-hmm. you have a paranormal bucket list. So tell me your number one location on that list for this country and then one that's outside of this country. Ooh, good one. Okay, so inside this country at number one, I'm going to have to say, oh, it's a tie. I'm going to say Salem, Salem, Massachusetts. And then outside of this country, I kind of kind of want to go to Vlad the Impaler's actual castle. Like not the one that people think he was in, right. but the one he actually lived in. Right. I want to go in that area, specifically the area where he, that would be really cool. I just did a, an episode about that not too long ago because I think he's fascinating, really terrible, terminating. So probably yeah. those two. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stonehenge. Stonehenge. Oh, is right. Oh. One. It's like, how do you choose? <laughs> There's so many. Yeah. 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 And they're all in Europe. Let's face it. Like all the cool places are in Europe. <laughs> Not all, but... But most of them. I think there's more over there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. So where can they find us? Well, you can find us on Facebook at Paranormal Peeps Podcast or also on Facebook at CPR, Cold Spot Paranormal Research. Yeah. Or you can find us on Instagram at Cold Spot underscore Paranormal underscore Research or on uh, Twitter at, uh, at CPR Paranormal. And uh, like always, stay ghosty, my peeps. Thank you for listening to the Paranormal Peeps podcast. You can find us on social media at Twitter at CPR Paranormal, on Facebook at Paranormal Peeps Podcast, and Cold Spot Paranormal Research. And you can find us on Instagram at Cold Spot underscore Paranormal underscore Research.